Hey friends, this is the Finding Mikey podcast, our family's quest to prepare our son Mikey for life. I'm Mike, and from time to time I'll be joined by my wife Heather or other family members and others for interviews and conversations. Now while I may mention our son, you have a Mikey of your own, and together we're on a journey to learn as much as we can so that we can understand how to best communicate and guide our kiddos into independent adulthood. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so this is our this is our second attempt to just <laughs> to start this episode, and and that's all right. We're gonna leave the uh, the goofiness in here. So hey, everybody, we are we got some cool stuff to share with you guys. We've had a very 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 busy since like Fourth of July, so like all of July and most of August, and it's just been it's been nutty, and it's not even done. I think after this weekend and the eclipse, and we'll be done. I, I hope we'll do, we'll be done. So we wanted to share with you guys what we've done. And of course, we got some tips that come along with that. So to set the stage here, we did 4th of July in Washington, D.C., which, by the way, is a a great thing to do as a family. And we've learned some, or I learned some lessons. Hey, I don't even, I don't really like the crowds. I didn't really like the heat. But here's what we would say. Get there. Uh, on the 3rd of July, they do the concert like dress rehearsal. So it's like all of the people that would regularly sing the next night, but there's zero crowd pretty much. So go to that second skip, (laughs) skip the parade on Saturday because it was very much like the videos or or what you see in like a Japanese subway, right? When the doors open, like everybody jams in and it like just, there's no personal space at all. And I mean, we were there an hour and a half early sitting right on the curb. And then as soon as it started, like everybody stood up, everybody was like, basically the kids were getting pushed into the street and then getting yelled at by the police that were in the street saying, stay, you know, stay off the street. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so skip that. I mean, it's a parade, watch it on TV. Right. But definitely, definitely plan to be out at least by uh, the Washington monument, looking toward the Lincoln Memorial across the reflection pond to watch the fireworks at night. That was, that was well worth it. It really was well worth it. So if you end up in DC, A, let us know. And you know, we'll give you some pointers and tips and some places to go check out. And B skip the parade. Stay in the city, right? Stay in DC and uh, definitely be somewhere on the um, Lincoln Memorial side of the Washington Monument so you can take a look at the fireworks. Worth it. So, anyway, Heather hasn't spoken much. Say hi. Hey. All right, well, there <laughs> she is. So, after 4th of July came the 10th of July. So Heather and the kids took off to Southern California, which is where we're from. And they were there until I joined them for the weekend of uh, my, my sister-in-law, Heather's sister's wedding, which was not until the 21st. So for 11 days, they were, she was solo, right? She was with friends and everything like this. And just kind of want to start it off right there and just, you know, Heather, go ahead and talk about your experience, like flying with the kids alone, uh, what you guys did over there as well. And, you know, we'll, we'll pepper in some things and then kind of summarize some of the tips that we have, but we're going to do the California trip and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Pennsylvania trip. And I think we'll wrap after that. What do you think? Oh, that sounds great. Cool. Okay. So in regards to the, the flight over to California, I was a little bit nervous and, you know, getting anxious as the days approached and got closer because I was like, Oh my gosh, it's a six hour flight. And, you know, I don't, I just don't personally like, you know, being on long flights where I know that, you know, I can't just get off and, you know, it's like, no, you're on there for six hours. So I'm like, Oh great. Now I'm on here for, you know, for six hours and I need to entertain three kids. And 
I had to decide that, you know, how we're going to sit so that we can all be in the same row, but which kids need to sit closer to me so that I can help them when they need help and what different things I was going to do to provide entertainment for them because they, you know, they do like their tablets. They, we do put movies, you know, we put some movies on their tablets for them that, that, you know, Mike was in charge of that whole aspect, the technology of the tablets, getting various movies on there for them. And everyone had their own headphones so that, you know, they could hear it and we didn't, you know, there, they could, there was no like, Hey, I can't hear my movie because your movie is too loud. So everyone had their, their own headphones. So that, you know, that worked out really well. So talk about their backpacks, like their airport backpacks, flight backpacks. They didn't have parachutes in them, right? No, no. So, okay. So each, we went to the store and everyone bought their own, you know, $10 backpack from Walmart. And I put Legos in there, little Lego kits, because that's one of the things that our kids are into. And then I bought these baking trays, the eight by eight tinfoil baking trays, and they're flexible. And I put them into the backpacks. So that way, when they were assembling their Legos, that they could assemble their Legos with all the pieces in this baking pan tray. So they were it would limit, you know, Lego pieces from falling on the floor in the airplane. And then, you know, they have to get out of their seat and, you know, put their tray table away and look on the floor for, you know, Lego pieces. And you know how it ends up being the mom is the one, you know, bending down looking for all these Lego pieces and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to try to avoid that. And the, the tin pans worked out really well. The Lego kits that, you know, we got for the kids, they were, you know, the, like the smaller ones. So that way, you know, it would be something that they could accomplish in a small space. And then we also had books in there. We had their tablets. We had fidget spinners. Cause that's like all the rage right now. <laughs> they got <laughs> a brand new fidget spinner and I wouldn't let them play with anything until we got on the airplane. Like not even the fidget spinners. But they no, were like, go, go ahead and even, even talk about how we kind of got ready for them to actually enjoy you know, the, the tablets too. I think that was, was brilliant by you. The baking pan was, was one thing. I mean, I gave her crap. I'm like, there's no, ba- I mean, we don't have cookies. We don't have whatever. I'm like, what are you bringing baking pans? When she said, these are for them to do their Legos. And I was like, Oh, smart. <laughs> right. Then the well, other part you. was just like her, her strategy to make sure that the kids would enjoy the tablet and not be burned out on it already. So talk about that real quick. Right. So I gave them a a tablet break and I didn't let them play with their tablets for like four or five days before our trip. So that way, you know, when they played for it, played with it for an extended period of time on the airplane, that it was a, it had a newness effect again, (laughs) instead of something that they played with all the time that they, you know, were like, okay, now what? (laughs) So, and I also, you know, I prepared Grace, you know, cause she's my eight year old and I prepared her that I'm going to sit, you know, on the aisle seat with Joy next to me, who's three. And then Mikey by the window as Mikey had expressed that he wanted to sit by the window as well. So Mikey was by the window. My three-year-old daughter Joy was next to me. And then I was in an aisle and then my daughter Grace was in an aisle next to me. So that I could, so that I could, you know, put my hand on her and, you know, reassure her if she was nervous or wanted to talk to me or needed something out of her backpack, you know, whatever. I was right there to help her. 
but she was still nervous that she had to sit by a couple of strangers. And then we talked about guardian angels and, you know, how everything was just going to work out just fine. But it was just really important to take that step and, and to prepare Grace that she's not going to be able to sit right, you know, next to mommy, right, you know, cheek to cheek next to mommy, because it just, it doesn't make, you know, there's not that kind of space on an airplane. If there were four seats in a row, my, my gosh, of course, yes, you would be next to me, but there just wasn't that. So I had to create some kind of a strategy that, that made sense for us. And it was a full flight, so we didn't have, you know, that much option of, you know, moving around the plane and all that kind of stuff. So I'm glad that we talked about it and we had that squared away. Right. So a six-hour flight for me is pretty uh, pretty, pretty boring. I mean, I can get a couple naps in if I had no kids and I could get a fair amount of work or reading done when there's, you know, when I'm on there as well. But I got to give it to Heather. She was a trooper. I was, I was concerned. I honestly thought about taking the day off just so I could day trip to California with them and back just to, to give her a, a little bit of a helpful hand. And she talked me out of it, which was, was great. But also I was, I was a bit anxious because I'm like, all right, well, what if Mikey doesn't want to sit still, even with all this stuff, what if, you know, something does go just a little bit wonky. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm like the biggest thing was, and we had a little bit of a discussion about this when we booked the flights too. And maybe this is a, a fair tip too. consider the time that you're landing as much as the time that you're taking off because right. Heather's original, <clears throat> her, <laughs> sorry, I'm laughing because when you popped, <laughs> it was all in my earballs. Anyway. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. When, when we were first looking at tickets, it was like, well, we'll get in around seven thirty, eight o'clock at night. And I'm like, well, that's Pacific coast time. That's like 10 30, 11 here, right? The kids are going to be dragging butt, irritated, tired, not wanting to carry anything. And then here you are with like three kids that don't want to do this, all want to be carried. And, you know, uh, just uh, that was stressing me as well. So when we changed it so that she was arriving around noon with the kids, then it, it made it a whole lot more bearable and like agreeable for me to be like, all right, I I think it'll be okay. At least you won't be dragging (laughs) sleepy, unresponsive or belligerent militant children through the LA airport. Right. Right. And I was really happy that, that you were able to go through security with us and take us to the gate. So here's what you can do, right? If, if you find yourself in that situation, like we were in, I wasn't traveling with them. Two things. One is I have a TSA pre-check so I could zip through with the kids. Heather would have to go through the regular, you know, security. So if she had TSA, TSA pre as well, she would have been able to kind of go through as quickly as we did. The rules on that are that as an adult, you can take, you know, your party, your children, your under certain age, I think it's under 16, maybe under 18 aged children with you through, and they don't have to be pre-checked. They're just part of you. Right. So that's one little thing. So me dragging them through like helped alleviate some of the fear that she wouldn't be able to get through the lines, you know, in time and everything else like that. But the other thing was, is it was really quick. I just went up to the ticket counter and said, listen, I'd like to accompany my wife and my kids. They're traveling. I'm not, but I want to accompany them to the gate because my son has autism. And they were like, not a problem you know, here's an escort pass. And I asked them after that, we could have had your sister go request it as well. Say, look, I need to help my sister who's, you know, bringing her disabled child out mm-hmm. of the airport. She could have also come in and been an escort also. Oh, okay. So look into that. If you're going to be traveling and kind of having to go solo, have a helper, have your spouse, you know, help you to the gate, see you off, give the kids hugs and kisses, you know, and then, you know, consider having someone help on the other end as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was smiling at that part because that was probably mm-hmm. the hard, one of the hardest transitions on the airplane is that we've never f- flown without Mike before. And so the kids were, um, they were all really sad that daddy wasn't getting on the plane with them. And during takeoff, Mikey ended up being scared during takeoff. And he's been on planes quite, you know, quite a few times. And so it wasn't a first for him. So it may be because he's getting older. And, you know, a lot of times when, you know, when kids get older, you know, certain things of, you know, realities in life start changing their perspectives. The last time he flew, he was like four and a half and, you know, he's six and a half now. So I think that that might've had something to do with it. He was just really scared during the takeoff and he was crying. And, you know, one of the ladies behind him was like, it's okay, buddy. It's okay. And then I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm not going to be the mom with the crying kids for six hours. That's not <laughs> well, going to be me. <laughs> so for the, for the ascent, you weren't, you were with the, you were the mom with the kids saying, are we going to blow up? Are we going to burn? Are we going to die? Like those, yeah. those, those are way worse. <laughs> way worse. Right. Yeah. So Mikey kept asking me, you know, are we going to crash? Are we, you know, is the plane going to be okay? And, you know, I had to just come up with some stories off, you know, off my hip, you know, like, Hey, you know, the pilot that's flying this airplane, he wants to make sure we're all safe. So he has a bunch of different people that check the plane to make sure that it's safe. And these flight attendants, they don't want to be on a plane that's not safe either. So they, you know, they're okay. And they're explaining how to put our seatbelts on because, you know, their job is to keep you safe in the plane. But they also wanted to make sure that our plane is safe. So, so we're good. We're good. And I was just, you know, reassuring him and, you know, things like that. But just hearing him say those things out loud, I was like, I hope my son's not giving anybody else anxiety just by saying those kinds of things out loud. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean... We, we got over that on the reverse trip, you know, because I, I was able to sit with him and talk with him a little bit and be like, dude, this is going to be great. Uh, by then, we've ridden some roller coasters and stuff like that, too. So, you know, I think just the difference there, right, too. And who knew? He couldn't verbalize. Well, I'd be more comfortable if dad were here, but this is what I'm coping with, right? You know, he just can't verbalize that. So mm-hmm. anyway, at least there were sweet people that were on there. And Mikey quickly settled down. It takes, what, 10 minutes to get up? I mean, anybody can yeah. go with a screaming child that the plane's going to blow up for 10 minutes, right? I mean, oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so... Yeah, we, I try to, you know, just distract him with, Hey, what, you know, once we, you know, get up and get ready, you know, you'll be able to pull out one of your Lego kits and just try to, you know, redirect his, you know, after of course, telling him numerous stories about how safe we were going to be. And then I'm thinking, Oh dear God, please let this be a good flight because, (laughs) but you know, I have, you know, my confidence that it was going to be a good flight. There was no expected thunderstorms or anything that we were going to be flying over. So I wasn't too worried about it. But yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, we just entertained ourselves the best we could during the flight and the descent was, you know, was a little rough because Joy had her earache and Mikey was scared again. So the descent was pretty loud. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like I said, you know, we just, you know, had to get through it and it, it, we got, we got there. And then when we got off the airplane, that was a little bit tough because, you know, the kids were tired. I was tired from keeping them calm, you know, on the plane and stuff. And then we had some stuff to lug to baggage claim. I had brought Joy's car seat on the plane, hoping that she would take a nap and that didn't work. So I ended up, you know, having to carry it. Uh, to the to the baggage claim as well as everyone carrying their little backpacks which you'd think wouldn't be a big deal but when they're tired that can be a big deal sometimes 
And also just keeping everybody safe walking in the airport because Mikey does like to be in front. He does like to run ahead. And so you just got to make sure everyone holds hands or stay close to mommy because when you're in busy, you know, crowded places like that, you don't want to lose a kid or, you know, have the wrong person see me distracted and, you know, kidnap one of my children. Yeah, exactly. So you always just have to be on, you know, on high alert when you're in crowded places like that. And so, so, you know, just one of those things that all of us moms, you know, feel when our kids are not holding hands or are not close to us is like, okay, I can't see you. And the further you are from me, the less safe this is. And Mikey also loves escalators. So the last thing I want him doing is running to an escalator before I get there so that I can't remind him to not walk on it and just to be careful and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yep. So you got there safely. All was good. And now you guys had an action packed, um, you know, trip while you were there too. So let's, let's focus on the bigger things that you did. So yeah. what should you do first? Did you do Disney or did you do Legoland or talk about that? Oh, so the first amusement park we went to was Disneyland California Adventure. And by the way, you're here talking about it now, so you can do it, right? Uh-huh. Anybody, anybody can do it. And, you know, I'm excited to share some of the stuff that, that Disney shares with people that are preparing to come to their parks um, as well. So, but let's talk about your, your time there. Okay. So what I did with our kids is I prepared them. Uh, that we were going to go to California Adventure, we were going to go to Disneyland, and we were going to go to Legoland. We had bought this um, city pass where you get a discount on going into the parks different days. It's meant for tourists because it's, it's it's only good for two weeks. And so it was this, this great pass where we were going to go to Disneyland and Legoland. And then, so I prepared them for what we were going to be doing. And we, we watched videos on the internet and YouTube and Mikey looked at different roller coasters that he wanted to go on. Just as a side note, like one of the things that Mikey's really into right now are roller coasters and watching roller coaster videos on YouTube. Now we just have him use kids YouTube because he's six years old, but there's these certain videos on kids YouTube that he has memorized because that's just one of his gifts. He will listen to the, you know, the, the audio of a, of a video and watch it and he will just memorize it. And then he likes to share it with people and he'll, they're like, Oh my gosh, how did he memorize this whole thing? And I'm like, that's just Mikey. Yep. That's just, just his thing. That's is. just one of his, one of his gifts. He knows facts about roller coasters. <laughs> so it's better. It's like, at least he's, you know, it's not like, you know, like he's into something it. more boring, Yeah. you know, like, you know, cause you never know what your Aspie is going to be excited about. And roller coasters are kind of cool. So <laughs> I'm like, all right, this works. <laughs> so, so we basically, you know, got them prepared with, you know, where we were going to be visiting. And that works out really well because it helps calm anxieties that kids have, whether they're on the spectrum or not. It just helps them calm, you know, calm their anxieties and expectations of, you know, what something is going to look like when you have the privilege of seeing pictures of, or videos of it on uh, the internet. And so I got Mikey and, you know, his sisters involved too, because I wanted them to see what different rides they have to go on, what different shows Disney has. And also too, just letting them know that, you know, this is something that we're doing as a family and, 
you know, we have to take turns on, you know, which ride we're going to go on next. And well, a lot of times what we try to do is we just, we go on rides based on where we're at, where we're at on the, in the entrance. So we don't have to do as much backtracking with walking because with little kids and, you know, being at an amusement park for, you know, six plus hours and going in July where it's hot, <laughs> you know, you want to definitely, you know, decrease your energy expenditure. <laughs> for sure. One of the tips I wanted to share with is, you know, don't go it alone. Even though Mike wasn't there with me at Disneyland California Adventure, I went with one of my best friends and her daughter and her daughter and my daughter, Grace, are best friends. So they were like buddies. And then I had Mikey and Joy be buddies. And then I was able to supervise Mikey and Joy more so than, you know, Grace and her friends because they were, you know, they're older and they were with, you know, my, you know, my friend Jess and it just allowed me time, you know, time and the ability to make sure that the, you know, that I had the kids in my sight at all times, that if anyone was being overwhelmed or moody, that I had more patience to, you know, to deal with the kids, you know, behavior and frustration. Also too, you know, being at an amusement park is, is tiring and we need to be as patient as possible with our kids because they get overexcited, you know, neurotypical and, you know, our, you know, our kiddos that are on the spectrum get overexcited and, but with our, you know, our kids that are on the spectrum, sometimes, you know, that could relate to behavior problems. And we have these expectations as, you know, or at least I did that this is going to be so much fun. We're at Disneyland. I grew up in Anaheim and this is, you know, this place is going to be so much fun. And now I get to share it with my kids and everything is just going to be so happy. And then I get there with my kids and it's not all happy. And, you know, Mikey's having meltdowns and, you know, Joy's having meltdowns and I'm sweating and I have a backpack on and I'm pushing a double stroller and I'm just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I definitely would not recommend going it alone because you need, you know, you need to be able to, you know, take that break and, you know, have those people around to, you know, help people, you know, calm down when you need to calm down. So when, when we get to a park, one of the first things that I do for Mikey is I get him a map and he loves that. He loves the visual aspect of the map. He, he loves to open it up and feel a sense that he has a sense of control that, you know, this is the ride we're going to go on and this is how tall you need to be to ride it. And I mean, he, he, these, these maps, they came home with us right now. He still loves to look at them right now as Uh well. And, and what was cool is like during so I joined them when, when I came on the, you know, latter end of their trip, you know, not only were they at Disneyland when, you know, before, but I met them at Disneyland California Adventure as well. But like, so our breaks, you know, when Mikey's sitting down, like, you know, we're supposed to be refreshing or grabbing a lunch or something like this. And he's face into this map. He's been looking at this map for, you know, quite a while. So it was a good focus thing for him as well. So I, I, I agree. Love, mm-hmm. love the map. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, he definitely loves the, loves looking at the map. And then after we get in the map, we, we, we would go over to city hall or a guest, you know, guest relations at Disneyland. You go over to city hall and you talk to them and let them know that you're, you're here with a child that has autism or that's on the spectrum. And they will give you what's called a DOS pass. And what this does is it allows you to be able to not stand in as long of lines when you're going to the different rides. And also, if you want to see a show, you could um, special seating selections. And it, it really helps out a lot because 
it takes a lot of, you know, patience when you, you go to an amusement park and you're standing in, you know, in an hour and a half line or, you know, even, you know, like a 45 minute line, you know, with your kids and you're like trying to play games or telling them not to swing on the ropes or not to climb the walls because, you know, the walls are all decorated, but then, you know, the kids are climbing them and you're like, okay, get down, get down, get down. And then, so it basically, it allows you to walk around the park but know that you can go on the Lightning McQueen ride right. at a specified time. Like go back, come back here at 2.45, you know, and they give you these fast passes. And when you register for the, the DOS pass, they explain to you how, how it all works. But you get a fast pass, one fast pass at a time for a ride. And you go back to the Lightning McQueen ride at 2.45. You know, you give them your, you know, you scan your tickets. And then you wait in line for no more than like 10 or 15 minutes. So let's pause there real quick because after your first visit there, I had a conversation over the phone with Heather. The second visit you guys went, it turned out that having the fast pass and having this, you know, benefit that comes with, you know, with Mikey's disability and being at a park that's accommodating like this, isn't it? Gracie started becoming a line snob. Yes. <laughs> She's oh like, my I'm waiting 15 minutes. Oh my God. And, and Heather and I just laughed and laughed and laughed because how yeah. long have we waited in lines? I mean, <laughs> oh my gosh, we would wait in lines for like an hour and a half to go on a roller coaster. I think the first time Jordan and I rode California Screaming, we were in line at least an hour, uh-huh. at least an hour right. for that minute and a half long ride, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. And my eight year old gets in line, you know, and it's the fast pass line, and she's like, ah, "Are you serious? How long <laughs> is this line?" And I'm looking at her like. Okay, Miss Entitled. <laughs> I'm like, oh my goodness, can I please just have her go stand in line with like my aunt or something just so she knows what an hour feels like in line? <laughs> so, and so yeah, that was, uh, that, that always got, got on my nerves when yep. she would do that. Yep. So I'm like, stop it. So to, to kind of summarize just a tad on Disney, right? So first things first, like do your research beforehand as well. And, you know, Disney has a really cool website. I mean, you can take a look for, just look for cognitive disabilities or whatever, but we'll share the no, the link within the show notes here as well. But if you do a Google search, just looking for, you know, even autism, right? I think it was like Disneyland, California, autism, right? They came up with a really, really cool page. And, and as I was reading through the page, even in retrospect, like I'm getting a little choked up because they, they cared enough to put together, not just like, Hey, come here and whatever, you know? Hershey Park, I thought was doing a good job, right? But no, I looked at the Disney thing and it was, I scrolled a couple times, but some of the things that stood out to me were, were their recommendations or, or specifically this, this was one thing and I'm going to read it from their website. It says break areas. Should a guest with a cognitive disability become overstimulated or need some downtime? Several quieter locations are available throughout the resort where he or she can quote, take a break. To find a break area nearest you, ask a cast member for assistance, right? And then they've got a guide for guests with cognitive disabilities. But the point is that they made space for kids that get overwhelmed and can kind of kick it, right? They've got a lot of other things, right? A couple of other tips that they recommended, right, was to, to, I'm going to paraphrase, is when you get to the park, establish a rally point so that if you get separated Right. And this is a tip that we didn't do. We just had extra people to kind of make sure Mikey didn't bolt or, or run off. But we took the picture. You know, wait, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah you haven't I'll get to that. that yet, I'll but get to that. Yeah. We didn't really do a, like a rally point thing. You're right. Yeah. But having a rally point would have been like, all right, if you look up and you can't find us, immediately go to this place. 
And, and that would have been great. The other tip that they said was consider making a name tag for your child and like your phone number to contact in case they get separated as well. Right. So those are smart ideas. The other thing that we, we did that we, I tend to do when I feel a little bit paranoid, right. Is I take pictures of each one of the kids and it's a morbid thought, but if they were to be gone, not to spoil mm-hmm. it, but we have a story of a of an escapee that we'll share in a few minutes. <laughs> it wasn't Mikey. <laughs> it, yeah, it wasn't Mikey. But to take a picture of your kids just just in case, that way you have an exact description of what they look like right then. Right, you don't have to remember were they wearing the gray hoodie or were they did they have flip flops on or regular shoes? Like you don't have to in the panic. You can just pull up your photo and, and share that too. A couple other things real quick was that. They say to, you know, have a safety bracelet or name tag, bring earplugs or headphones, a favorite device or activity, reinforcers for good behavior. We love this. The Peschel Buck program. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're recommending, hey, if you don't know what the Peschel Buck system is, we'll share that with you in detail. But, mm-hmm. you know, have a reward system and then a sensory toy, too. So take a look at the park. If you're heading to Disneyland in California, they've got it all mapped out for you and you will be well served there at any time. We could walk up to any cast member and say, where do I go for this? Where do I get the fast pass? And they just help you. They just help you out. They engage with the child. They were really super. I mean, it is the happiest place on earth. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That was funny, honey. So you, you didn't stop at Disneyland. That was the first trip. And then you headed off down, you headed down to the San Diego area. Where'd you go? We went to Legoland and Legoland was awesome (laughs) as well. And I'm sorry, babe. Yeah. You're like, and Legoland was awesome. And no, no. I mean, we love Legoland. Our kids are so into Legos and Legoland was awesome because, you know, you walk in there and there's all these Legos structures, like, (laughs) like animation, like all of the characters made out of, you know, made out of Legos. I mean, they found a dragon. Yeah. Dragon. They found Emmett. They they had all these things. There was a tip that I saw on Legoland's website where they recommended that you bring, and this was specifically under like the membership services, right? Is that you bring a Lego minifigure so that you can trade and I, it would have been kind of cool. So I don't think our kids did that. I think they bought a kit while they were there, which is cool, mm-hmm. but I don't think they brought a, a minifig to trade. Cause I bet they have special ones just at Legoland. Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Kind of so. like the pin trading at Disney, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Oh, how fun. Yeah. We'll have to do that next time. Maybe the Legoland, Florida. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Lego, when we went into Legoland, uh, we visited their guest relations and we asked them, you know, we, we told them, you know, about Mikey's disability and they had a, a program as well. And theirs was, I feel like a little bit more time efficient, which made it easier to go on like the rides a lot quicker, mm-hmm. not to be <laughs> Like Grace was a lot happier at Legoland. No, I'm just kidding. No, but at Legoland, basically what they do is they, they give you a, a card and after you go on each ride, it tells you what time you can go on that next ride. And it's based on how long that ride weight is. And so we, we would just walk from ride to ride because by the time you walk to that next ride, it was already time to go on that ride again. And then you just go up the exit line. And so I, we ride, we rode every single ride we wanted to ride at Legoland and we only, we didn't have to wait like more than like 10 or 15 minutes at all, like per ride that we wanted to go on. So it was, it was pretty awesome. 
one of the, you know, the notes that I have here on visiting parks had to do with food. You know, a lot of our kids are picky eaters. So what I would do is I would pack their favorite snacks. And of course, you know, before going to the, the, the park, I would look on their website to see if they allowed outdoor food in. And a lot of them allow snacks, but not something that looks like a complete meal. So, so, you know, just keep that in mind. And, you know, Mikey's, some of Mikey's favorite snacks are like Lara bars and cliff bars and things like that. So I would make sure to, you know, pack some of your kids' favorite snacks. So that way, if they don't like what's offered at the restaurant, you're not dealing with any low blood sugar issues. Well, so there's, there's an interesting thing here too, is that you, if you take a look at their websites, they've all got information on like specific allergies and things like this too. And each park is going to vary a bit. I think Disney had the most, you know, kind of gluten-free and dairy-free or whatever, like, you know, options that were there, but we were surprised at uh, Hershey park that we could find gluten-free pizzas that were there too. So take a look, look at the menus beforehand as well, and just plan that out because you know, that, that the food on a, at a park, that's not, it's not cheap. And right. you know, if you're going to, you know, it's great to come prepared, just like you were saying, but also prepare just by taking a look at what the menus have to offer. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And then when you go to Legoland and Disneyland and Hershey park and, you know, all those kind of places, they have shows, you know, like, you know, the, you know, you want to watch a parade, you want to watch a dolphin show, you want to go watch something that they have in a theater and all of these places, the PA systems, they like echo, they're loud. Yes. Like even for me, like when I first walk in, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you can turn down a little bit. But for Mikey, you know, he's a lot more sensitive to that. So I've started packing his hearing protection. And so that way, you know, he can <clears throat> choose to stay at, at the, you know, at the show and, you know, have, you know, the sensitivity of the noise toned down a little bit. And when we watched the world of color at Disneyland, that was, that was really nice. And we got to go to a better viewing area because of the past that we had. That was nice. Correct. Correct. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. So any tips for like Legoland that we didn't cover at Disney? You know, I'd have to say that one thing that stood out right now is that Legoland has a water park. Oh, sure. And water parks are a whole nother, you know, thing. Like my kids are young, you know, they're three, six and eight. So they're not strong swimmers yet. They, I have them wear life jackets so that, you know, if they did get away from me and, you know, or they went on a slide and they were nervous that, that, you know, they were, you know, protected, but it, it was, I didn't feel comfortable being at the water park, even though, you know, I had my friend with me because it was, it was crowded. We were, you know, there was just a, you know, a lot of little kids running around. They were all in, you know, the water, they want to go on the water slides. And then I can't go up the water slide ride because Joy's only three and she's not tall enough. So then, yeah, it's just, there was a lot going on. You got way too much. Yeah. Simplify. Yeah. Make it as, as, as safe as you can and keep them together as a bunch. Right. That's right. a pretty good one. So water park's a different kind of thing to talk yeah. about, but those, those are some good tips. I will point out that, that Legoland, California, and I believe down in Florida as well, or wherever, um, they're going to have, if you go to their membership services area and ask for their assisted access pass, that's mm-hmm. what you're going to need. So at Disney, it's the, what was it called? DAS, the disability access. Wow. Disability access service. That's, that's what you, you're, you're a part of at Legoland. It's the assisted access pass. 
and they each have their own name for it, but it's pretty much the same kind of a thing. So, mm-hmm. so that's, that's that. So the end of the second week, I was able to fly out and catch up with you guys, joined you, you know, uh, picked you up, surprised the kids, took everybody over to uh, California adventure. And so it was kind of cute. Mikey was stoked and primed and ready to go before I showed up <laughs> the first time <laughs> they went to, to California adventure to ride California screaming. Cause it's got a loop de loop and it's really cool. But you know, Heather and him got in the line, went all the way up to the front and he just was like, I'm, I'm not feeling it mom. Right. And backed out. <laughs> so I was, I was bummed because he didn't like do it. But when I had heard, so, but before like 10 minutes before, like we were, I found out like they're waiting in line you know, he's going to ride it. I can't wait to hear his reaction. So I was bummed then that he couldn't do it. But then after he didn't, I was like, well, I mean, I would have been bummed that I wasn't with him, but you know, he, he did it. That's awesome. Right. So anyway, I got to, I got to ride that with Mikey. Now he'd ridden a couple rides up at, at Hershey park before, but this was one that, I mean, Jordan and I have ridden it before you and I have ridden it before. I like this roller coaster. It's fun. It's smooth. It's fast. It's, it's quick. It's, you know, it's kind of exciting and, um, <laughs> to get him on there, uh, we've got, we'll post the videos. <laughs> we don't have the video of the ride, but we have like the moments leading up to us getting into the car. <laughs> uh-huh. Gracie was excited. And then she was scared <laughs> just before going on. Aww. We'll share the picture. Cause she just enjoy the picture. But Mikey was stoked. He was, he was ready to rock from, you know, a little, he said, I'm, I'm a little, I'm a little scared dad. And I was like, it's cool. I'm right here. It's all good. I don't think he left his hands down at all. Right. So he loved it. Absolutely loved it. So it was a great experience, you know, and since then, of course, too, he just, he just wants to ride roller coasters and, you know, he wants, can we go to King Deca, New Jersey? What about Griffin Bush gardens? And, you know, what about intimidator at, uh, you know, King's dominion, like all these ones that he's watching these videos for are kind of cool. But so having me there, I think, you know, helped a bit, but you know, Heather had already had some practice from the time before and I already had their passes and everything that they needed to, as far as like, you know, the, the disability, what do they call it? The DAS disability access service, right. From Disney. So they were all set ready to rock. So it was, it was a pleasant experience. It really was. It really, really was. was awesome. Good. So we ended up flying back. Mikey was way more chill. The girls were awesomely chill. There was very little fighting over who got to sit with who. Joy actually napped for Two hours. Yeah. yeah for two, two hours. hours. Like laying like from like her legs were by the window seat. And then yeah. I was sitting in the middle and she like, she fell asleep on me. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was cool. And I sat in between the other kids and yeah, it was a pleasant, uh, pleasant trip. We had a lady in between us on the aisle between, you know, sitting beside you and in between us. So mm-hmm. she was our, <laughs> she was our, passer. Yeah, she, was our mess- she was our messenger. Sorry, random lady on Southwest <laughs> air flight, whatever, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, um, getting back home was, was fine. And, you guys got home. We had a couple days and then boom, yep. like right back at it. We had friends come up from Florida mm-hmm. and then off to Pennsylvania you went, right? Yep. So I went to visit my friend Sally in Pennsylvania with my friend Jana and there was 11 of us, three adults and a bunch of kids. Yeah. Three, <laughs> three adults and the rest of the kids, seven kids. That's what math. Um, yeah. So you want to talk about Hershey Park? You want to talk about kind of the things from there as well? I mean, we've got a funny story. Point is we rode a ton more roller coasters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a couple of wooden roller coasters that we did. We did this thing called laugh tracks, which was pretty cool. We did. What is that? Not mouse trap mouse, something or other, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, wild mouse, wild mouse. Yeah. That was, that's a little whatever, <laughs> but you know, we had a lot of fun. The kids had a blast. 
they also have a water park there, but we didn't partake in the water park. Yeah, I wasn't ready for it. Nope, nope. The kids all like Super Duper Looper there, which is another loop-de-loop and kind of a quick, you know, modern roller coaster. But Mikey rode five times Lightning Racer, and it's a it's a wooden roller coaster. It's a pair of them, and it's a race. There's lightning and thunder, and, you know, you just go at it. And I think he was up front. In the. I sat with him in the front row three times. Wow. Out of the four times I rode it. And I think he was up front another time as well as in the back once, too. So he's exploring, like, where he wants to be in the roller coaster. But... And this kid does not put his arms down at all. That's <laughs> so cute. So let's talk about joy while we were there. Cause there were two things that happened that one was scary and one was hilarious. So, okay. so we're all there. It's, you know, it's, it's about to rain, right? And it's starting to get overcast and everything. We're starting to move to another area. We're kind of going up this hill and there's this, you know, there's just at Hershey park. It's really, it's really cool. It's a nice clean park. It's fun. There's a lot of really cool coasters and they have these, you know, there's bands that come through or whatever. And there was this kind of marching drum based band that was going through and kind of getting everybody a little bit excited and it got joy excited. Next thing you know, we're missing joy. And you know, it was a, it was kind of a scary, I don't know, two or three minutes Mm-hmm. where Heather and I have split up. All the kids just like got with our other friends and they just stayed there. Grace is starting to ball. She's scared. She doesn't know where joy is. Mikey's yelling for joy from where he is. Cause he's super concerned, but I'm running around and Heather's running around and I'm looking down the hill where, <laughs> where this marching band had went and she's like jogging up the hill from around a blind corner that was down there. And I'm looking at her and she just had this look on her face like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. She followed the band. <laughs> she followed the band all the way down the hill. And it wasn't until a lady stopped her and said, where are your parents? Are you, are you lost? And that she realized, I'm lost. Right? Oh. And she comes up and we picked her up and scared and was just making sure she was okay. And she was like, I'm sorry. I was just marching with the band and they were fun and loud. And like, she just, you know, mm-hmm. so even listen, we had four adults, five adults, right? Because we had a river. Yeah. We had five adults, six kids. And the littlest one still eked away somehow. The one that, you know, wouldn't have been. I mean, Mikey was the most likely to do that. So mm-hmm. got to keep your head on a swivel and uh, just make sure you kind of know where everybody's at. Right. So, but that was a little bit scary. Now, this other moment, certainly scary for Joy, <laughs> but freaking hilarious for us. We just looked at the picture again tonight. So we rode Coal Crusher, right? And it's a, it's like a toboggan ride. And, you know, of course, at the end, there's this big drop and everybody kind of gets splashed and away you go. Yeah. Just check out the picture. All right. And go to findingmikey.com. Look at today's episode. And yeah, they just laugh along with us because she, she, the rest of us, I mean, literally one of these things is not like the other. I'll just leave it at that. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. But so Hershey Park they, uh, as I was kind of going through their information uh, about this here as well. Well, first of all, I mean, you can get all of their accessibility information online as well. They also have another kind of a program also like the other parks do too. So just go into member services, explain what's going on. I think you just have to fill out a form that has like six checks, check boxes in it, sign it. And, and your child gets a, a wristband. And what that means is that they're able to, you know, you and, I mean, I've brought me and the other kids along with him, and it's usually just them and an adult that can go on the ride and go through the VIP line. But uh, look at look at some of the rules. But, you know, most of the people were pretty cool with it. It's like, all right, well, the whole party's here. Great. Go. You know, they were very accommodating as well. So that made it that made it really fun. Makes it really easy. 
If you're going to Hershey Park too, we recommend going by member services and having them or, or to wherever there is a, um, a representative from Hershey Park there to get a wristband that is their height because they they break down like who can ride what based on like, are they a Hershey or, or Hershey? What is it? Kisses and Hershey yeah, bar. A Hershey and Kiss, a Reese's Twizzler, Peanut Butter Cup, Skittles. a Hershey bar, a Twizzler, Twizzler, a Jolly Rancher. Skittles, right? Yeah. All that. So no. basically that there's no Skittles. Anyway, no. is that... That's probably a different brand, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, so that's a really easy to identify. They don't have to kind of get the height check when they're there. They just sort of show their risk and boom, they're, they're on. Right. So that's fun. It's a great spot. I mean, if you've got, you know, someone around just under four foot tall, you know, Mikey was able to ride so many things. And, and again, the map was handy because they have the icons along with the ride names as to who can ride it. So he was kind of mapping out. He's like, oh, I can ride Comet. I can ride Super Duper Looper. I can ride this one and that one and that one and this one. Right. So he, he would get more excited even though the first time we were there, do you remember mm-hmm. outside before you enter, they have like, here's how tall you are. And you, if you can, you know, be under this, the Hershey kiss, here it is. If the Hershey bar here, that is right. He was bummed out because he wasn't as tall as his sister. He wasn't as tall as the other people in the crew. So, you know, I remember handing him a map and was like, buddy, but look at this, like, look at all the rides that you can ride. There's only a handful that you can't, like, let's look at all these ones. Like, this one looks awesome. This one looks awesome. This one, you know, so that got him back into the flow too. So right. he felt excluded and then re-included as well. So Hershey Park also has quiet areas. There's a few of them that are there as well. So again, bring here, you know, hearing protection. That's all good. And, you know, another tip we have, not that you would necessarily have to wait as long. But it's a good idea before you go, like you're doing all your prep work, but maybe a week before you're leaving, like just go to the grocery store. Or, I mean, I was going to say go to the DMV, but who wants to wish that on anybody? But um, but just <laughs> practice waiting in line, you know, with them and use a positive reinforcement for all, you know, like maybe you're going to you're going to give them some little, you know, some little token you know, for every minute that they're able to stand in line and not freak out or bail or whatever. Right. So practicing staying in line will help because they're going to be waiting a little bit at each one of these parks, especially if they like, they want to ride in the front of the, the front of the roller coaster. So it's a good thing to practice. Mm -hmm. All right. So you've been to California for two weeks, then you're back and then you're up in Pennsylvania. We do the Hershey park thing and then we're back home finally. So mm-hmm. that's good. So that kind of brings, you know, July to, to mid August right now. And we're looking forward to uh, seeing the solar eclipse on the 21st. So right, that's about it. So, you know, we're going to put into practice some of our, you know, road trip rules and the things that we do and the kids are going to, you know, they're not using tablets right now. They're, you know, when they go to travel, they're going to get with their one little stuffed animal or whatever, their little, you know, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Heather just rolled her eyes because Mikey's collecting like 37,000 of these right now. And it's hard to get him to choose just one or three. <laughs> he went to sleep <laughs> with four tonight and that was a little bit of a struggle. But, you know, our weighted blanket's going to come with us and, you know, headphones for the kids and, you know, maybe some Legos, fidget toys, just just stuff to keep them busy. And of course, you know, lar bars, cliff bars, snacks, mm-hmm. fruit, nuts that, that are appropriate, you know, peanuts. Right. So that kind of thing. So we're looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You have yeah. a couple pages of notes over there. Have we have we hit the things that you wanted to yeah, hit? Yeah, there as was just go? one thing, but I might have mentioned it. I don't remember, but I always have Mikey wear a really bright shirt. Great point. 
when we go somewhere. Yeah. Because that way, if he does get, you know, a couple yards ahead of me and there's some adults in the way or some taller kids, a couple, he wore the same shirt to California Adventure twice, but I didn't care because it was the brightest shirt that I had. I bought him this neon green Ninja Turtle sh- tank top shirt. And it literally like was neon green. Like it looked like it was glowing in the dark. <laughs> and so when I was... You know, looking for him on various occasions, all I had to do was look for this neon shirt. <laughs> so I did so. notice, I did notice though that we're, and this was up at, in Hershey Park, that, that I'm seeing groups of people wearing bright colored shirts as well. So, you know, I do, I do, you know, get that, you know, that does happen sometimes. A camp will show up or right. a family will show up and they're all wearing the match, you know, a matching hot pink or, <laughs> you know, neon green shirt. But, for the most part, you know, I, I do pretty well, you know, dressing him in, in something like something bright. It, it really helps me be able to see where he's at if he, cause you know, sometimes he doesn't listen and he wants to walk too far ahead of me. <clears throat> and nope. It's one of the ways that I can deal with that. Great tip. I mean, that's good for anywhere. Chuck E. Cheese, yeah. uh, a trampoline place, uh, mm-hmm. the park, like whatever. I mean, that's a great, that's yeah. a great thing. So a lot of these, you know, are transferable. So, right. Cool. I think that's it guys. We'll, we'll summarize all these tips, you know, in bullet format, you know, bullet point format on findingmikey.com website. Also too, just want to remind you guys, you know, we've, we've started a, a brand. It's called orange Panda and we're selling right now weighted blankets online at Amazon. And the reason, the reason we started with weighted blankets was because it was the first thing that was ever given to us. It was the first home therapy thing that we got that, that we found value in, you know, we were given it when Mikey was in preschool and, you know, it helped him in circle time. That was like just a small lap blanket. But we started asking like, what's that all about? You know, what is this, what is this beanbag on his lap? And the more we learned about it, we're like, okay, got to get one of these. And what happened is we went out and we, we bought one. And then I've, I've partnered with the company that manufactures them (laughs) to, to distribute them under our brand here as well. So, you know, weighted blankets are, are great. turns out most kids, most people on the autism spectrum also deal with SPD sensory processing disorder to one degree or another. And having the weighted blanket for Mikey, like one way we use it right now that we, we, we really enjoy is when we go on trips. So being able to give it to him, it's kind of an extra piece of home. Um, it's definitely something that sort of weighs him down and he'll lay under it. He'll lay on it. Sometimes he'll put it on his lap. He'll put it across his shoulders. And it's just really good to have for these trips, like driving to South Carolina. It's an eight hour trip. And even if we break it in half, I mean, that's two, four or five hour segments that we've got to do and, and it helps. Right. So if you, if you'd like to help support the podcast, we'd love it. If you guys would check us out at least take a look at the product, you know, let us know if you bought it. We'd love to give you a shout out and a thank you online. But if you're interested in taking a look at it, I've created a special link on our website. If you go to findingmikey.com slash blanket, it'll forward you straight over to our Amazon listing there as well. Um, if you'll notice the actual pictures there, those are our kids. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're, uh, I've used them as models. So yeah, that's it. I think if you're, if you're looking for a weighted blanket and you have, you know, just kind of up in the air about it or if you're you know not even sure just learn about what weight and blankets are we'd love it if you'd uh, we'd love it if you give ours a try we trust it it's the it literally is the blanket that we we bought for us and we have two of them now and now we have a business around the exact same blankets that we bought here as well now we have them in seven pound 10 pound and 15 pound it's based kind of on the weight of your child so 
basically figure 10% of the weight of your child plus one pound. So the 70 pounder is good for, you know, anywhere from 60 to 80 pound child, right? 10 pounds. The seven pounder. The seven pounder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's good for like so, a 70 pound. Yeah. 70 child pound. Or six, so I'm just kidding. <laughs> 60 to 80 pound child. Heather, you, you sit under it. Yeah. When I'm watching Game of Thrones, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it on my lap. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So anyway, I take it with me when I take the kids to the dentist. That was another tip that I was going to say for another right. episode. So, oh, um, sorry. That's right. That's okay. Last week, uh, we couldn't meet you in Virginia Beach because we had dentist appointments two days in a row. Got to get those checked off the list before school starts. That's right. So another great use for it there. I mean, you know how it feels when they put that lead, you know, the lead vest on you when you're going to get your x-rays for the dentist work. Well, same kind of thing with this here. It even works. It works for Grace as well. You know, just having that weight on there is comforting. It's a little bit warmer. Also, it's it's just like a it's like a good hug. It's like an Olaf, a warm, a warm hug. So <laughs> anyway. All right. I'm done yapping. That should do it unless you have anything to add. No, I think we're good. Just safety first and we had a, a fun time a fun time with the kids at amusement parks they are so into roller coasters now and it's pretty funny because they're so young i was not into roller coasters when i was six or eight years old <laughs> yeah it's pretty cool it's pretty cool so listen so. find us on facebook.com facebook.com just search for finding mikey let us know you know comment let us know you know your experiences with you know carnivals or amusement parks and things like this too we'd love to hear your funny stories we'd love to hear your tips too so With that, I want to thank you guys for uh, being on this episode with us. Thank you. Hey, it's Mike again. Heather and I love that you took the time to listen to this podcast and subscribe to the show. We really are trying to gear the topics to what you like as well as to share what we're up to. Now, the best way to let us know what's on your mind is to join us on our Facebook page. We're very active there, and if you message us, we will reply. I promise. We may be half asleep in our bed. I may be boarding a flight. We might be at a birthday party or the park. It doesn't matter. We will reply. We just want to be in touch with you. Also, it'd be awesome if you could leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. The reason we ask for that is because it really helps us rank better when people search just out of the blue for autism, ADHD, Asperger's, high-functioning autism, SPD, ASD, you name it, right? It really helps us to get in front of more people. All the ways that you can reach us, because there are others, plus a walkthrough on how to actually rate the podcast can be found at findingmikey.com slash support. And your support is greatly appreciated. So as an added bonus, any reviews that are left on iTunes will be mentioned on our show. I hope you're okay with that. And any questions that we get on Facebook might also be read and responded to on an upcoming episode. So head on over to www.findingmikey.com forward slash support to find out more. Till our next episode, take care. Thank you.